105.5 and 107.9 FM. 990 WDEO, Ypsilanti, Detroit, W300CO Dexter, and Ave Maria Radio Station, and on the net at AveMariaRadio.net. Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out the faith or come back to the faith or struggle with your faith, the number is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. I greet you with great enthusiasm from the Central Time Zone and welcome you that are waking up very early in Pacific Time Zone or the Mountain Time Zone. And those of you that are probably already up, some of you are on your way back to Mass or way back from Mass um, in the Eastern Time Zone and maybe even further than that. So welcome to Mast Appeal. This is Colleen Kelly Mast with uh, renewed energy. I was gone last week and had a, a great pre-record. Already got some emails from you about it uh, last week. So refreshed and ready to go. And I wanted to start today with um, the reading from Luke chapter 1. Here it is so seasonal and it's tomorrow's responsorial psalm. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Do you recognize these words of our Blessed Mother? For he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he has remembered his promise of mercy. So here we are in Advent. And we are going to have the shortest fourth week of Advent (laughs) next week ever. Um, But here we are preparing our hearts our minds, and some of you are spending a lot of time preparing your homes and your food for the coming of our Savior. So I invite you today, with whatever you might be struggling, give me a call. I want to help you today with some free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. And I know that there are a lot of things going on in everybody's families uh, because we're between holidays now. We had the, the hangover from Thanksgiving, and I'm talking about emotional hangovers or, or uh, mental hangovers or hangovers from the abuse or the rejection of your family members. And how do I bring grace? How do I bring God's love? How do I bring the life of Jesus into Christmas? How do I deliver Jesus who delivered us? The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. For those of you that are new to our show, I am Colleen Kelly-Mast. I'm a certified life coach, the author of the Love and Life Program for Parents and Teens, a Christian Sexual Morality Guide. Of the, I'm the author of the Sex Respect Program, which is an abstinence program for secular thinking people, but still has hidden in it the theology of the body and secular language for all your uh, children, grandchildren, relatives, nieces, and nephews who 
may not be open to what God says about their sexuality, but at least from a health perspective, what they should do, and will lead them to the same place. And close, anyway. And so, also the new Love Ed video discussion series. If you haven't gotten a copy of Love Ed, one of the Level 1 or Level 2 boys or girls books for your kids, grandkids, godchildren, nieces and nephews, or a parent guide for someone who has little kids from ages 3 to 14, go to my website, Respect, the number 4, the letter U, respectforyou.com. Get a Love Ed parent guide, Level 1 boys, Level 1 girls, Level 2 boys, Level 2 girls. And, uh, and help out somebody. We have to spread the, what real love and marriage means in today's world, in today's confused world. I've, I have a master's degree in health education, an honorary doctorate in humane letters. I have teaching certificates in health science, physical education, and theology. I've taught uh, um, adults and children at every grade level from pre-K through um, adult uh, catechists and trained teachers. And uh, when my sex respect curriculum reached nat- national acclaim, I was a guest on TV shows like Oprah and Geraldo, 60 Minutes, Mother Angelica Live. The secular shows were challenging me like, you're imposing your morality on the public. And I'd say, no, this is public health. This is a public health issue. And as you can see with the evidence of the last 20 years, that people who do not follow the Catholic Church teachings live in a lot of confusion and pain regarding their capacity to love. And so to learn what love really is through love ed or love in life or sex respect would be helpful to anyone, no matter what their religion or background. I've had adults read sex respect and they say, oh, I didn't know, you know, that you could practice secondary virginity and turn things around once you started. Or people that read um, or converts that have read love in life, a Christian sexual morality guide for teens in in their 50s and 60s say, my goodness, why, you know, where was this book when I needed it? I'm learning more in my 50s and 60s than I learned as a teenager after they made all those mistakes now that they're reading my book for teens, Love and Life. So go to my website and see if there's something there that can help you. Respect the number four, the letter U dot com. You can also sign up for life coaching there. But for now, today, let's get to our uh, questions. Give us a call. You can call in. 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. You get to talk to Melissa, our call screener and engineer. She'll be working all the dials and the music and the ins and outs as well as taking your call. So be patient. You might have to let it ring a little bit. And so just tell her your first name, where you're calling from. Uh, like the name of the radio station you're listening to, or uh, you asked Alexa to put on Mass Appeal on EWTN, or maybe you're listening on Sirius Satellite Radio or your local radio station. Just tell us where you're calling from, and it gives a little promo for your local station as well. And then tell her the topic of your question. She'll put it on my board, and then it will call you when it's your turn. You'll be on hold, and when you hear me call your name, we will be on together. So just pretend we're chatting on the phone. Don't be nervous. I should be more nervous because I do not know what the question is, let alone the answer. We're trusting the Holy Spirit for that, that he can pull down these files in my brain that have all this knowledge and experience to help your particular question, your particular problem. If you need some free, friendly advice, give us a call now at 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Tomorrow's reading, the first one, one of my favorites from the prophet of Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord is 
upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to release to the prisoners, and to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. Do you know that that anointing is for you? You were anointed with holy oils at your baptism and probably anointed again at your confirmation. So the Lord has anointed you and he has sent you to bring glad tidings to the poor. And how many people do you know that are spiritually poor right now? You might know people that are materially poor, emotionally poor, physically poor but also spiritually poor. So he has anointed you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you because he's anointed you at baptism and at confirmation and sent you to bring glad tidings to the poor. He's anointed you to heal the brokenhearted. Like what better gift could you give to someone for Christmas than to help them heal their broken heart? Give them some understanding, some compassion, some love. You could help heal the brokenhearted. God has anointed you at baptism and confirmation to proclaim liberty to the captives. Who is a slave to their sin, a slave to their past, a slave to their negative self-talk? As I learned so much in, in my life coaching. So many clients are stuck in their past and they let their wounds, their past, their sins, instead of allowing God to save them from those as he did at the crucifixion and resurrection they carry them with them and they're making their life dependent on their past and Jesus freed us from that already so he anointed us to proclaim liberty to the captives and to release and release to the prisoners I mean when I think of prisoners I think of old people in their homes that can barely walk that need to get out people that are stuck in different chronic diseases that need help to be healed or to um, to be cheered up um, I think of moms who are home with little kids and have no extended family in the area I think of people who have left the church and they're they don't know how to come back and they need you to invite them so if he's called us here and as he called the prophet Isaiah to release the prisoners think of the the metaphysical prisons that are out there and to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. That's just the first paragraph of tomorrow's reading. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah in chapter 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed you to bring good news. If you need help doing that, how do I reach out to the people that I know that need to be freed, that are poor spiritually, um, that are um, brokenhearted, or a prisoner to maybe themselves or, or slaves to sin and to announce to them a year of favor that Jesus Christ has redeemed us that this good news Jesus died for our sins already we don't have to die for our sins he rose from the dead to free us from our past he offers us and so many parishes are offering this week and next week the sacrament of reconciliation to come back and I know there are people listening every time that are just curious you've been away from the Catholic Church for a long time like what's the time to come back this week week there is a penance service in a parish near you i would highly guess um and come back even if you see the people you know every week at mass and you're not going to communion it's time to come back and go to confession go to communion and invite people back this is the time to announce a year of favor from the lord as isaiah says 
So, release people from their prisons. Get to confession. Free yourself from your past. Free yourself from all those negative thoughts the devil keeps reminding you of in your head over and over and live the resurrection. And invite Jesus, the baby Jesus, the child Jesus, into your heart here for Christmas. And if you need help doing that, give me a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK so that you can be the light of the world. And that's tomorrow's gospel, actually. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. And this is the line that I underlined when I pondered it, getting ready for Sunday's Mass. He was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. So no, he does say later, you are the light of the world, and God puts light, his light, in all of us. But John was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. And that's what you and I are called to do. We have have come to testify to the light so that all might believe through us, through our actions, through our words, through our invitations. So be that light when you see all these little Christmas lights and even the the Jewish um, menorah. I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. Some of you know who listen regularly and have lit the the lights with them. Um, So be that light of the world. God looks down on the earth from heaven and he's looking down to see little lights. Are you one of his lights of the world? Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Then before we go to our uh, callers here, I, uh, I just wanted to tell you one thing that just really hit me that came across Facebook. I know last week we talked about, or the last couple of weeks actually, we've talked about different gifts. And last uh, December 2nd when I was here, I talked about the gift list that anyone can afford. And of the ten, I think we got through number seven. And then I already had a sheet that I can read to you today if we have time. The nine Christmas extras you don't need and the five best toys of all time. We'll try to cover those before Christmas this week or next week. But this one hit me from Facebook. It said, no need to exchange gifts for Christmas. And I have been meditating on that in all my prayers these last couple of days. This one says this. So think about this. Ponder it. Some families don't need to exchange gifts for Christmas. They need to exchange apologies, settle old disputes, make peace, forgive, and seek healing. This would truly be a blessed Christmas. So I think of any relatives that are not speaking to you, that don't invite you, that have a dispute from the past they're still holding against you, or maybe you're holding it against them, where there's not peace in our families or in our neighborhoods, in our marriages, that we need to forgive and seek healing. It's going to be way more important than anything you can buy, a pair of socks or a tie or some mittens, gloves or hats or a shirt. Some families don't need to exchange gifts for Christmas. They need to exchange apologies, settle old disputes, make peace, forgive, and seek healing. That would truly be a blessed Christmas. Maybe I'll post that on my Facebook fan page, Colleen Kelly Mast. And if I can get my granddaughter to help me again, put it on my blog on my website. So uh, think about that. 
No need to exchange gifts, exchange apologies, settle old disputes, make peace, forgive and seek healing. That would truly be a blessed Christmas. And give me a call if that is calling you to make a change or to do something. I'll help you figure out how to do that. The number to get on today's Mass Appeal for the life coaching that you need today to be a better person and to prepare yourself truly to bring Christ into the world for Christmas. Number is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. And we'll be back with your calls in just a moment. Welcome to a St. Nicholas Minute. Do you know what the Christmas spirit is? Some say the Christmas spirit is a feeling, a feeling of love, joy, and peace that comes this time each year. <laughs> you know, it's not a bad answer. It's just incomplete. The Christmas spirit is the living presence of the third member, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, actively animating and perfecting the lives of Christians. In fact, the love, joy, and peace that we associate with the Christmas spirit are what St. Paul calls the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Many wish the Christmas spirit could be with us all year round. Well, I've got news for you. It can. Why do you think I'm so jolly? So even long after the Christmas decorations are stored away, our hearts can be filled 365 days with the same love, joy, and peace that the angels proclaim to the shepherds if we are open to the power of the Holy Spirit, the true Christmas spirit. For Christ is born, glorify Him. My daughter learned early on that she needs her space, time alone. As she got older, this alone time became more and more important to her. She loves being with her friends and family and having fun, but she knows her limits. She knows when she needs to step away and be in silence. We know that God's voice is hard to hear when there's so much racket around us. Yes, it gets so loud sometimes in this world that I can't even hear myself speak, let alone God. So I step into silence, sitting before the Lord, trying to quiet my mind. There's so much noise in the world, and sometimes we need to communicate silence. No TV, no social media, no music, nothing but silence. The hardest part is not allowing your mind to wander. I'm not just quieting my mind. I try to clear it. So the only thing I hear is the voice of God, heard the loudest in the silence. This has been a Christ Center communication message. I'm Vanessa Dunhagarmo, a communications evangelist and host of Epiphany. Good morning. Welcome to Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective by calling this toll-free number, 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Call now. Don't wait till the end of the show or you might get left on the air. Call in for some life coaching. I'm an author, a speaker, a mother of five adult children and so far, seven grandchildren with two sons still single. And uh, I was first a young teacher with a master's degree in health education, a specialty in human sexuality education, and traveled the world in the 80s and 90s when people said, how did you get your students to turn out like this? And I ended up writing books, not because I had a dream to be an author. It's like God dreamed that for me, and all I did was say yes to him. So if you're trying to figure out what God wants you to do, surrender total surrender he'll take your education he'll take your experience and he can 
allow you to be his instrument and you will have quite an adventure ride of a life. <laughs> if you want to learn more about my work, go to my website at respect the number four, the letter U dot com, respect for you dot com. And give us a call again. You call your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are today at eight seven seven five seventy three. 7825-877-5-PEP-TALK. Our first caller today is Frank from Pennsylvania. Frank, Melissa told me that you are a retired Philadelphia cop. I didn't remember that. Well, thank you for your service. When were you a a cop? In your um, younger ages or middle ages or recently? Colleen, I wasn't, say, retired. Um, I was diagnosed with my beginning of my medical problems with my eye. They, they revoked my license, so I had to kind oh. of go out a medical, a medical disability. Okay. All right. And I was back in um, for seven and a half years in the 90s, mm. 93 to 2000. Okay. The reason I called Colleen Kelly, um, just want to say Merry Christmas to everyone and your staff mm-hmm. and your family, and, and that includes Annette in, in Michigan. <laughs> we know Annette. And, oh, um, yeah. And that, yeah, I've been listening to you for seven months since back yeah, in the beginning of June. Since May. Yeah, I think it was the beginning of June or end of May, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. And I just want to say thank you. You had a great program, and Merry Christmas to everyone. Oh, thank you so much, Frank. I appreciate the call. God bless you, and you have a wonderful Merry Christmas. You're sounding good and energetic and happy, so God bless you, and thank you for the call to cheer everybody Bye-bye. up. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. Uh, you give us a call, too, with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's Mass Appeal is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK, even if you just want to say Merry Christmas to us, too, or have a great Advent idea about preparing for Christmas or a Christmas gift idea that can really help us for the people that are last-minute shopping. I know a couple months ago we had Bear Wozniak on the show to talk about his book Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? I have six of those ready to wrap for my adult sons and son-in-laws and uh, that was amazing. I have another book I'm giving to the girls. I'm giving inspiration to people for Christmas. Inspiration and meat. Actually the men get (laughs) the book Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? and meat. My, My sons love that when I have them sent like some steaks or chicken or things like that. So um, so uh, whatever gifts work for you, this works for them. I've got some uh, meat lovers. Actually, one son-in-law is on that new carnivore diet, and I've been reading about that to see it's different than the paleo diet or the keto diet. And there's so many ways to eat right now, uh, but it seems like the, the vegetarian trend is ending. People are not getting enough amino acids to keep their brains working and craving sugar, so now we're going all meat. So who knows? The trends keep changing. Remember when butter and eggs were out of style and now you're supposed to eat butter to absorb the the nutrients from your vegetables more. You need some fats and and, and margarine is out and eggs were out and now they're back in. One of the most nutritious foods. So it's hard to follow the trends, but you got to study up and do the best you can for yourself and see how it affects your body. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Mary called. Oh, 
Mary wanted to know more about the LifeWave patches. And, uh, yeah, so leave your number, Mary, with uh, Melissa, the call screener, and I'll have my husband, Kent, call you about that. Um, this is our seventh month on the patches, and you know how they, they have told us, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the air, but they told us when they put us on them, Annette, who put, it, put me on it, one of our listeners, that you should stay on it a month for every decade you've been alive. Well, I just hit that month this month and I have had absolute miracles because my results were not like fantastic I'm pretty healthy I eat well they weren't that great in the beginning except I my old injury hurt for three days till it started healing and then this month I mean it is absolute miracles not only a couple months ago when I knelt for communion my knees didn't hurt but this yesterday when I knelt for communion and I even had had gluten and dairy this week on the in the airport coming back from my trip and my I didn't even feel my knees didn't creak they did, were not painful. I didn't even know I had arthritis, and I had even eaten gluten and dairy. So I think my gut is healing. So I, this is the seventh month for me, and I I didn't have great results till then, but this week it's like a miracle. I've had this for like 30 years since my toxic pregnancy. So um, I'm pretty excited about that. So, um, Mary, go ahead leave your number with the call screener, and my husband, Kent, will call you because he's gotten great results. He's better than he was before his stroke in April. So... We're just, like, blown away and shocked, and we thank God um, for these LifeWave patches. So he'd be happy to help you. He's growing it. Here's a guy who hasn't worked in 10 years and is growing a business, helping people get good results, too. So leave your number with the call screener, Melissa, and we'll have him call you probably this afternoon. So I was talking about that right before the show, uh, talking about this no need to exchange gifts for Christmas. And so I wanted to read this story today that I try to read once a year about forgiveness. Um, And it's time for us to receive God's forgiveness in going to confession, as I mentioned. Um, But we need to practice forgiveness, either ask forgiveness or give forgiveness. And the story of the builder that I try to read once a year helps us see that. And that's once upon a time, two brothers who lived on adjoining farms fell into conflict. It was the first serious rift in 40 years of farming side by side, sharing machinery, trading labor and goods as needed without a hitch. So some of you have been in businesses with your brothers and you've had that. And then the long collaboration fell apart. It began with a small misunderstanding, grew into major difference, and finally it exploded into an exchange of bitter words followed by weeks of silence. Since the music is playing, I'm going to finish this story about forgiveness of two brothers who had a serious rift in their relationship. You give us a call, 877-5-PEP-TALK, and we'll talk about this forgiveness story in a moment. This Christmas, give meaningful gifts that will keep on giving for family and friends who need or want more of Jesus in their life. Our Lady Grace Bookstore has a terrific selection of gifts for all ages, including featured items for children and young adults. Pre-shop for ideas at OurLadyOfGraceBookstore.com. Our Lady of Grace Bookstore is located in Ann Arbor at US 23 and M14 inside Domino's Farms Office Park at Lobby C. Visit OurLadyOfGraceBookstore.com for hours and directions. Why would he do such a thing? How often, when we recite the Apostles' Creed and utter the phrase, He descended into hell, we struggle with the idea of Jesus Christ mingling with demons. 
In fact, Jesus did not descend into the hell of damnation. He went down into the bowels of the earth to free the souls of the just who had died before his passion and resurrection. The Catholic Catechism quotes an ancient Holy Saturday homily, which depicts the Lord searching for Adam and Eve to free them from their sorrow and bondage. When Jesus died, his soul joined the realm of the dead, but to announce to those who had gone before the good news that he, Jesus, the author of life, by dying, destroyed him who has the power of death, the devil, and delivered all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong bondage. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. You're listening to Ave Maria Radio. Ave Maria Radio. Light of the East, weekends on Ave Maria Radio. I'm Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, so much decorating, so many lights to put up. It is the ancient iconography of the church, even one painted by our Blessed Mother herself, that will explain our need for imagery. Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor. to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Elizabeth called in and she said, you mentioned the books you're buying for the boys, but you didn't mention the books you're buying for the girls, and she has four girls. <laughs> so hang on, Elizabeth, let me finish this story and I'll get to your question question and to your call too. So give us a call. There are lines open waiting to hear from you at 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. This is Colleen Kelly Mast. You're listening to Catholic Radio. This is Mast Appeals, a show for free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. So you're talking about no need to exchange gifts for Christmas. Some families need to exchange apologies, settle old disputes. Make peace, forgive, and seek healing. That would make it a blessed Christmas. So, I was reading this story. I began it. I'm not going to repeat that part, but it was about two brothers who uh, got got along well for 40 years of farming side by side, and then they had a major difference that turned into a bigger difference, and they had bitter words. And one morning, there was a knock on John's door. He opened it to find a man with a carpenter's toolbox. He said, I'm looking for a few days' work. Perhaps you would have a few small jobs here and there. Could I help you? Yes, said the older brother. I do have a job for you. Look across the creek at that farm. That's my neighbor. In fact, it's my younger brother. And last week there was a meadow between us, and he took his bulldozer to the river levee, and now there's a creek between us. Well, he may have done this despite me, but I'll go him one better. Uh, See that pile of lumber curing by the barn? I want you to build me a fence, an eight-foot fence, so I won't have to see his place anymore. Cool him down, anyhow. And the carpenter said, I think I understand the situation. Show me the nails and the post hole digger, and I'll be able to do a job that pleases you. The older brother had to go down to town for supplies, so he helped the carpenter get the materials ready, and then he was off for the day. 
The carpenter worked hard all that day, measuring, sawing, and nailing. And about sunset, when the farmer returned, the carpenter had just finished his job. The farmer's eyes opened wide, and his jaw dropped. There was no fence there at all. It was a bridge. A bridge stretching from one side of the creek to the other. A fine piece of work, handrails and all, and the neighbor, his younger brother, was coming across with his hands outstretched. You are quite a fellow to build this bridge after all I've said and done to you. The two brothers stood at each end of the bridge, and then they met in the middle, taking each other's hand. They turned to see the carpenter hoist his toolbox on his shoulder. Now wait, stay for a few days. I've got a lot of other projects for you, he told the older brother. I'd love to stay on, the carpenter said, but I have many more bridges to build. I hope that story touches your heart like it does mine. Is there a build that you need to do? A bridge that you need to create? Or can somebody else help you create that bridge where there's a rift between somebody in your family and you? Have you had unkind words with someone and created a rift between the two of you? And what if you reached out to that person with your hand outstretched and they were shocked and surprised? And you were surprised yourself. After all that you've said and done to hurt each other, what if you just reached out and said, I love you? What if you reached out and sent him an email that says, I forgive you? Is there anything I need to be forgiven for? Is there anything I need to apologize for? What bridges can you build this Christmas? So, some people, there's no need to exchange exchange gifts you need to exchange apologies settle old disputes make peace forgive and seek healing that would truly be a blessed Christmas oh boy good story the builder and actually it's probably somewhere on my Facebook fan page in the past let me make myself a note I can maybe post it again today Uh, and maybe on the website if I can call my granddaughter Allura Okay, so I told our caller, Elizabeth, who called and couldn't stay on. She's um, got one of her girls in the bathtub. Okay, boys, I I mentioned before the break, I bought all for my sons and son-in-laws, got uh, the book, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? About manhood. It's a thick book. My husband read it in two days, and he thought it was good. So we're going to give it to all the boys and the men. Uh, anybody over 18. Uh, and then, and so somebody says, what am I getting for the girls? Okay, the girls that are over 18 are getting um, a Matthew Kelly book, Holy Moments, a handbook for the rest of your life. The, the people that are little, and this is boys and girls ages 4 to 10, I'm giving them two of my favorite cute little picture books. One's called The Love Book, and one's called I Just Can't Take It Anymore by Anthony DeStefano. We had him on the show last year when he uh, wrote another book. He has great books. Anthony DeStefano has amazing, very cute books. 
um, and they are pictures. And when you read this to your child or your grandchild or niece or nephew or godchild, you want to read it together like every once in a while, every month or so, or every day when you first get it. And the love book is so cute because it has little kids' pictures in it with adult expressions and it talks about um, love and you know when you're frustrated or um, when you aren't sure what love really is and so it's for kids ages 4 to 10 so I'm getting my 4 year old grandson a copy of the love book and I've gotten this for other grandkids when they are in that age group as well the love book and I just can't take it anymore by Anthony Stefano. and the book I just can't take it anymore is so cute because it helps the adult reading it know how to get through their irritations and frustrations and what they're just at the end of their rope so it teaches kids how to manage their emotions as well as the Catholic meaning of suffering. So that's a lot for a 4 to 10 year old to learn in cute little pictures. So for the 4 to 10 year olds, I get them The Love Book by Anthony Stefano and I Just Can't Take It Anymore by Anthony Stefano. And then kids from 9 to 12, of course, if you're between 9 and 12 in my family, you're going to get a copy of Love Ed Level 1. And that is how to be a virtuous person, what love really is, the changes that you're going to go through in puberty, how to prepare for those physically, emotionally, socially and spiritually and a book to have a conversation with your parents about you have a little chart what virtues am I good at what virtues do I want to grow in where does God fit in this picture how am I called to serve God so love ed level one for boys I give them the boys version for kids 9 to 12 and love ed level two I give them um, for girls I give that to the, the girls or no I give I'm sorry love ed level one is for boys or girls there's two different books and you can get those at my website Respect, the number four, the letter U.com. And if you're 12 to 14, you get Love Ed Level 2. And if you're 15 to 18, I give you a copy of Love and Life and Sex Respect. So all those are available at my website, respectforyou.com. And I said as 18 and up, the girls, I'm giving them Holy Moments, a handbook for the rest of your life by Matthew Kelly. The boys are getting Where Have All the Cowboys Gone by um, Bear Wasnick. We'll be back with more of Fast appeal in a moment. During the holiday season, there are many celebrations overflowing with lavish gifts and delicious food. However, at Catholic Charities of Shiawassee and Genesee Counties, we see firsthand how many families struggle to provide even the basic necessities of life. Is the Lord asking you to help with a donation to make the holidays a time of joy and comfort for those most in need in our community? To donate, visit CatholicCharitiesFlint.org. That's CatholicCharitiesFlint.org. It's been nine presidential elections that I've been on the air, and I've been watching Christians engage the culture around us. In almost every campaign year, candidates urge us to take back America. This is about as tired a phrase as you can find. And yet, with each election, the command to take back America reappears. We seem to think that America's problem that we have to correct is go back to a different idea of the budget or a different foreign policy or new regulatory reform. I'd argue that America's biggest problem is this act of idolatry that has allowed us to turn the emphasis on ordered liberty into a preoccupation with personal and individual autonomy. I'd go further and say that any attempt to take back America or make America great again that does not attack the idolatry of individual autonomy is doomed to failure. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and the Ave Maria Radio app. 
Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. And I was thinking more about like tons of other books, and we've talked before about Susan Burry's books, Susan B-O-U-R-R-I-E. You can go to Amazon, the Mistletoe Mouse book, More Adventures of Mistletoe Mouse, for people that that are maybe if kids, grandkids, uh, neighbors that are, or nieces or nephews that are not um, necessarily open to Catholicism, getting them more adventures of mistletoe mouse, mouse is not uh, scary or threatening. Or if they aren't really ready to hear the uh, good message of purity and virtue, you might get them something simple like um, the princess and the kiss or the squire and the scroll for the preteens, a story of God's gift of purity, Jennifer Bishop's books. If you have an adult uh, in your life that you're shopping for and they are um, struggling with decluttering, you can get them that Making Room for God book by Mary Ellen Sperry, Making Room for God, Decluttering in the Spiritual Life. We had another guest on earlier this year. Um, the Anthony DiStefano was on th- with his new book, 30 Days for Your New Life, that he wrote this year. If you've got a college-age student or a young adult just trying to navigate where am I headed in life, um, 30 Days to Your New Life is a great book for that. It starts out with somebody who's secular thinking, and it, it's going to move them to the, the answers of truth. But um, it's a, a good book for people that like self-help books. And, of course, if you have a couple who, that you know who is engaged or just got married, you can get them Habits for a Healthy Marriage by Dr. Rick Fitzgibbons. I'm always full of book ideas. Somebody, I gave my granddaughter for her first communion, another Anthony DiStefano book, Our Lady's Wardrobe, that is all the apparitions of Our Lady for kids, for little girls who are into clothes and things. Give her the book about all the Blessed Mother's outfits that she wore in all her appearances in different countries, and that's beautiful, called Our Lady's Wardrobe. A lot of those are Sophia Institute Press. Okay, so go to Sophia Institute Press. That's a great place. Ignatius Press is another great place that you can always find good things. Ascension Press has wonderful things. Tan Books has wonderful things. So get them something to to help them have a better life. And give us a call now with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. I hope that answered your question, Elizabeth. Um, and uh, call back if you have any more questions than that. And also people are calling if they wanted more information on the LifeWave patches so that my husband can help them um, understand them and order them. Um, you can leave your number with the call screener. Okay, so we've got a couple callers on the line here. Michael and Chris. Michael from Ohio, listening on the Rock Radio, um, wants to share some facts about Our Lady of Guadalupe. That's fascinating. Thanks for calling about that, Michael. Go ahead. You're on the air now. 
and experience oh, oh. of the carnivore diet too. So we got two things: some, some something for body, something for soul. Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> You're on the air now. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, if you don't mind, I'll just uh, really quick on the carnivore diet, if I could do that. Yeah. You said you're you're on the diet. Yourself. No, no, my son-in-law is my son-in-law is on carnivore. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so yeah. So what I've learned. Okay, so I've lost uh, uh, twenty pounds in the last. I've only got about nine pounds to go before I'm at wow. my ideal weight. Okay. Um, but I've lost about over twenty pounds in the last year and a half. And um, so one of the here's a couple of the little tricks that I learned. A lot of times they say this: you should do one meal a day with it and all, all this stuff, but mm-hmm. and then you eat. Meet. And I actually started with like doing stuff like cabbage and onions and and, and meat, and then I went uh, and then I, I I eventually have gone more towards um, meat. Once in a while, I'll make an exception. I have some mm-hmm. chili that's heavy on the meat or whatever. But mm, chili um, sounds good. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, yeah. Um, but but one of the things that I, that I really learned this is my little little tip that I've learned. Okay, a lot of people can handle dairy. Now a lot of the meats. Even the meats now, if they're not grass-fed, and they're more expensive if they're grass-fed. Yes, you're right. So even the meats, right, they don't, they, they, the ones that are not from grass-fed cows and the, and the um, cream or whatever that's not from grass-fed cows, they, they don't have as much omega, omega-3s. Uh, they, they have higher omega-6s, which it's bad to have a bad ratio between the two. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is if you have more cream, and you, you have, or if you have um, cream that's regular cream mm-hmm. and meats that like you buy in the grocery store, yeah. you're higher in omega sixes. So what you do is you, oh. what I do is I pop extra omega three um, pills during the day. Oh. And all that is is fat. So it's a type of fat. Mm-hmm. Omega three. It's a kind of fat. Right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. so what I do is when, and then here's the other thing. When I have my coffee, I only will have. I can have cream, and a lot of times I'll try to wait till noon before I have any cream in my coffee. I'll have a regular coffee first. So it doesn't break your but, fast. Right, and the the the, 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 the heavy cream though, and it, and a lot of some people can't handle it, and they put butter in their coffee. You probably hear that. I like cream. It's always heavy, and and that tides me over and just keeps my body burning fat. Huh. And um, and that seems to work. It tides my, and then I'll eat like maybe three or four. And uh, but I'll have a big, like a lot of meat and and eggs, you know. And it's worked. It's worked incredibly for me. Okay, um, and sounds like you've got that figured out. out. So the omega three is good. Having that balance, so popping a couple of extra. I, I so I have more than they recommend. I'll have during my meal. I'll take the three that they recommend. But when I'm having my coffee in the morning, I'll take one one each time I have some coffee. Okay, so you're saying you supplement the, you have the carnivore diet, and you supplement, if you aren't buying, like, the expensive organic grass-fed meats, you supplement with omega-3s, so it still absorbs the fat, and you lost 20 pounds on that. That's great. Okay, great. Okay, and then you wanted to tell us also a little about Our Lady of Guadalupe, which I think is fascinating. We learn more about her every year when we study the history or the artists study right. the pictures. So tell us about that before our break is, comes up. So, so there's a new thing out. There's a new video out on it. This couple has done research. How, how did 9 million people get converted in 10 years? After yeah, exactly. And, and, and one of the things is this thing called, the, it's, it has to do with the, the flower story. There's this, there's this, this, this thing that everyone in Mexico knew, and mm. they believe 
some of their Aztec religions and so forth. Mm-hmm. Right. But the flowers that, that 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 they would go to this place, but no one was worthy to go to this place of the flowers because they weren't worthy. Well, Juan Diego, because of his see Mary knew this. So Juan Diego, because of his Catholic faith, was worthy enough. He was a de- he was a, uh, you know, a very dedicated Catholic. Uh huh. So he, so Mary, God said basically Mary said was and they could, he could go to the place of the flowers. So 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 he, what was his gift for the bishop? It was the roses. So it but it tied into the myth and people immediately recognized it. They immediately all of that's why there was able to be nine million. They're just, they're just discovering this. this. This couple went back and studied these myths. They're, they're not myths, but these stories that people mm-hmm. actually believe. And it was about flowers. So just look at flowers and really mm-hmm. but, but it's this one, I, and I wish I could give you the name. And then the other thing was, now you probably already know this, so Mary was pregnant, and they... Yeah. Have you heard the story that they put a stethoscope up to it, and the guy actually heard a... Heard a no. Yeah. Yeah, there was a doctor who put stuff up to, up to the actual. So, and that's what I heard. That was one of the oh, my but goodness. But the flowers is pretty amazing. Yeah, that is. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Michael. I, we celebrated that feast this week, and uh, it's always amazing every year to learn more about Our Lady Guadalupe and Juan Diego, St. Juan Diego now, and to think that he didn't feel worthy as an instrument, but his Catholic faith made him um, at least humble enough to, when Mary said, no, I, I did choose you on purpose, and then the, the, what she told them, like, I'm your mother, I'm going to be taking care of you. Such a beautiful message of Our Lady of Guadalupe, the patroness of our country. So thanks for sharing about that and how the carnivore diet has worked for you as well. Okay, time for you to give us a call. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. This is Colleen kelly you're listening to Catholic Radio. This show is called Mast Appeal, brought to you by Ave Maria Radio and syndicated by the EWTN Global Catholic Radio and many of your local Catholic radio stations, Sirius 130 as well. So we'll be back in just a moment with uh, Chris from Florida. We'll be back. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcha. St. John Bosco once had a heavenly vision telling him to reject harsh approaches to discipline and instead raise the children in his care with reason, religion, and loving kindness. Today, we call his method discipleship discipline. It's a means of child rearing that doesn't just focus on stopping bad behavior, but rather helps parents raise faithful kids who love God and lead virtuous Christian lives. Discipleship discipline is great for kids, but it also helps parents experience and share God's love more effectively with their families. That's why discipleship discipline is such an important part of the liturgy of domestic church life, a way of experiencing the faith as the source of the warmth in your home. To discover more ways your family can celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life, check out the newest editions of Parenting with Grace and visit CatholicCounselors.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me Family Man. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com. The Catholic Church teaches that Jesus Christ is a literally and wholly present body and blood, soul and divinity under the appearances of bread and wine. Feeding 5,000 from a boy's five barley loaves and two fish, as recorded in John chapter 6, is quite a miracle. Yet the next day, Jesus downplays it in verse 27. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Likewise, God... 
God's provision of manna to the Israelites in the desert was also a great miracle. Yet Jesus similarly downplays it in verse 49. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. Jesus is clearly stating that his Eucharist is greater than both of these amazing miracles, and the Catholic Church absolutely takes him at his word. Examining the truths of the Catholic faith, this is faithforensics.org. Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Okay, Chris from Florida, you have a question here today. Uh, welcome to the show, Chris. How can I help you? Thank you. Good morning. Um, okay. I'm originally, you know, from Brooklyn, and I got a 39-year-old son living out in Rockaway, Queens. Um, he's been, you know, from my first marriage. He's been suffering from addiction issues since he was 18. He had a, a head-on collision that <gasps> happened. The other guy was drunk. A woman was thrown from her car. My son came away basically with some cervical issues, but he's fine. But what happened was he got addicted to the oxycodone, mm. and uh, throughout the years, he didn't seem to be progressing, you know. And I was always friend, very friendly with his mother. She's remarried. Mm-hmm. I still call my ex-mother-in-law mom. She's actually a well, well-regarded uh, psychotherapist, very successful. She owns like seven or eight homes. The problem is uh, my son hasn't worked in four or five years. Mm. And he's become delusional. I don't oh. know if it's drugs, what he's on. I call him up. Uh, it's constant medical issues he's talking about. And frankly, it's just, I think it's BS. And I'm trying to uh, get him evaluated. And his mother, uh. his grandmother, the psychotherapist, is treating him, which is unethical. Ah. So to go. Right, right. So he needs to be evaluated at a at a real hospital. I found yeah. one in Staten Island. Oh, good. And uh, I'm I'm trying to get him there though. And mm-hmm. his mother is dead set. I know what these psych hospitals are like. They're horrible. My son is not going there. And I said I said to her, but listen, uh, I, you know, I called the cops once for a wellness check. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Even his grandmother, she 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 was all in on it, and then she backpedaled. She said, no, don't call the cops. I said, listen, he said he was suicidal. His phone, because she's funding him. He's very much enabled. He lives in his own apartment. His cell phone is paid for. Ooh. Uh, so, right. So everything's fine, so why make a change, right? I guess if I'm him, I'm fine. I can get high and do my yeah. thing, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but, well, I'll call him up, but he goes, the last time I spoke to him about a week ago, I try not to go at him hard anymore because that doesn't work. 
I just call them out on everything, and it's just mm-hmm. not working. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, yeah. Okay, so you're you're thinking, for, how can I approach him with um, this issue? Okay, first of all, how do, I get, the, how do I get his mother on board? I think the grandmother would be on board. She would be, but you know, the psychotherapist. But the mother, no. And what? if I get get uh, them on board, her on board, the mother. And we all went together and say, Chris, you know what? Yeah. You haven't uh-huh. worked in like five An- years. You're intervention. Up. Right. Yeah. Right. But that conversation needs to start with, I love you. And I see that you're not all you're meant to be. So you have to get, if you can get the mother on board or at least one other people, like an intervention, you know, two or two people, and, and acknowledge the state that he's in. We love you very much, and we see you're not living up to your potential as a human being. You're not all you're meant to be. And then the, 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 the second part of that, I think, Chris, would be rather than thinking get a psychological evaluation, get, go to a detox place first, because then they'll know what's left of his brain after they get him off the drugs. There are a lot of places, um, I know that St. Luke's Online has alcohol and substance abuse detox programs, um, and they have, there are probably some in your area that do that, but I'm thinking that it might be good to first, instead of psychological evaluation, when in a psych unit, they want to keep him balanced and quiet, and they're going to give him more medicines, get him to a detox place that will get him off the medicines and see what he's really like when he's not on the drugs. So I would check with a medical doctor then, um, rather than the psychiatrist, and take him to a general practitioner doctor or his you know, primary care physician and say, you know, what would you recommend? men for detoxing him from these drugs that he got addicted to because of this accident and obviously he's not the only one who's suffered from that and ask the the your md to recommend a detox place first then do the psychological evaluation and you might get the people that are around him enabling him more on board for that than if they just think that you're um you know trying to get him psychologically evaluated because that would give you a better evaluation so try that in order get a couple people on board with that and that will get get him under the direction of his md rather than the grandmother that is unethically treating him so i would try that path um chris so god bless you as you try to help him and get him out of the situation that you can clearly see that the holy spirit has enlightened you with we'll be back with more of mass appeal right after this message Hi, Vanessa Dunhagarmo here, inviting you to tune into Epiphany. We're made to praise God and celebrate our faith. I want to encourage listeners to connect, communicate, and collaborate with the faith community. Life is a journey, and along the way we have those Epiphany moments that bring us closer to Christ. Please partner with me and celebrate the diversity of our Catholic Church. Epiphany, weekdays at noon, only on Ave Maria Radio. This is Life News Radio. I'm Jim Anderson. The work of undercover investigator David Layden has shown the labor induction practices of a University of Pittsburgh program could be mimicking the work of Philadelphia abortionist Kermit Gosnell, now serving life in prison. DeLayden, who specialized in exposing abortion specimen sales, says researchers often find that the more gruesome the abortion, the more use derived from those abortion specimens. Presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy 
questioned by CNN on abortion drugs, showed himself a master of extracting the reality of FDA approval of Mifepristone away from the myths and hype of abortion. He says the FDA, abandoning congressional authority, approved the abortion drug on an emergency basis. Ramaswamy says that means Supreme Court president from casework unrelated to abortion may make FDA approval of the abortion drug unconstitutional. This is Life News Radio. In other stories, President Biden is blasting pro-lifers, diving into rhetoric labeling trisomy 18 disabled children as futile at birth. However, more parents keep coming forward to tell how their trisomy child has thrived for even decades. A Planned Parenthood website shows that the abortion industry is slowly coming to admit that the pulsating organ that moves blood is a beating heart. The scandal of abortion can understandably lead to strong reactions, but a new Missouri bill introduced to harshly penalize mothers for any abortion is being met with strong pro-life opposition. And a new bill from Senator Marco Rubio promises to require fathers to pay pregnancy expenses and help reduce economic pressures that lead to abortion. For pro-life headlines delivered to your email address daily, sign up at lifenews.com. This has been Life News Radio. Weekdays at 10 a.m., there's more to life. We want to help you celebrate the life you were meant to live. The truth is, God wants so much more for your life and relationships. We want to help you cooperate with His grace and get all that He wants to give you. Weekdays at 10 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. 990 WDEO, Ypsilanti, Detroit, W300CO Dexter, and Ave Maria Radio Station, and on the net at AveMariaRadio.net. to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mass. I'm a life coach, author, a speaker, a mother, and a wife, here to help you today with your personal problems. By calling this toll-free number, you can get on today, 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. As the music was playing, we uh, uh, finished up with Chris's call, and I hope you got that uh, information and those ideas to move ahead. Also, if some of you have um, a a relative that is younger than that with the um, young adult uh, Catholic version of drug rehab that is rooted in... um, Oh, what would I say in spirituality? You know, they have um, the 
office or the, the residential Communita Chanakalo um, that we have now. There's one in Florida. There's one in Alabama. There's some around the world um, rooted with the the Blessed Mother, and um, they uh, they help through spiritual um, spiritual means, you know, overcome whatever was causing you the pain to stay on the drug. So um, Communita. Chanakalo um, is a, and I, I visited one of them um, with Bishop Baker um, when I was in Alabama before. So, so there are Catholic rehab, and as I mentioned, St. Luke's online has uh, various ways of detoxing people from drugs. So, um, I think that in most, if you went to your MD, they could probably recommend ways to um, to find a detox program, and then a psychological evaluation after that would be more. Um, I would say more um, efficacious because then you know what's left in the brain right after the after the when the person's not on drugs. You give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is eight seven seven five seventy three seventy eight twenty five. Here we are in our second hour already of mass appeal, preparing our hearts, minds, and souls and gift lists for Christmas. We talked about a lot of gift books we can get for people at different ages, and uh, so if you you can even actually get people people have done this before getting them a life coaching package at my website as well. Besides some of my books, if you want to get them love ed sex respect um, or a love and life you can go to my website at respect the number four the letter u respect for you.com and uh, learn more about my other work when i'm not on the radio and my supportive work for you and uh, now we've got some supportive work for you um, we've got on the line uh, carolyn clicka that can help people there's with uh, different workshops and, and uh, kind of coaching that she offers for people that are suffering through a divorce there are many people and I know through again my life coaching work that have been abandoned by their spouse for various reasons that didn't even want a divorce that are suffering that are struggling or maybe they needed a divorce um, for their own safety and Carolyn has had that experience and then has become a professional um, that can help people with a program that can help you called Abounding Joy Ministry. That's coaching to minister to the needs for people that need healing and restoration either during a separation or because of divorce. AboundingJoyMinistry.com So, um, Carolyn, are you on the air now on line two? Is Carolyn there? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Okay, um, so welcome to the show. And uh, can I call you Lynn or Carolyn? Because I was used to calling you Lynn. What do you want me to call you today? Carolyn. Carolyn, yes, okay. Carolyn. Your new person, the whole name, right? Okay, so uh, welcome to Mass Appeal. And I know it is so unfortunate, and you probably know and my, our listeners know about me, that, that divorce is a heartbreak for me. Just the word breaks my heart because my parents were married 31 years, had nine kids, and got divorced. So it is still one of the, yeah. the heartaches of my life, and I'm glad that that, um, that that new book came out with Ignatius Press, Can Adult Children of Divorce um, and Separation Go for Support and Healing? So it's, it helps people like me who still, like, I mean, my parents have passed, but, you know, when you're okay, you have Christmas here and Thanksgiving there, and you can't have them in the same 
same room. And so that helped us. But, but you have created a beautiful ministry to, uh, to help people that are going through it themselves. You know, maybe if there's anger yeah. keeping them from peace or what if they're offended or, mm-hmm. you know, so they, they have some hope. So, so tell us exactly. what background you've developed just in the last few years yeah. to help people do that. So go ahead and tell us about well, yourself and this work. So we know this workshop, it's coming up in January. So I wanted to tell them in this show so they can plan for it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me on, Colleen. And, yeah, I relate to what you're saying. I'm a child of divorce and had a tragic divorce after a faith year marriage. The last thing I wanted, you know, as, as most of us who end up divorced, um, but God really brought me through some profound healing and called me into a ministry to help those who are discerning uh, divorce because usually Ooh. I have people come to me when things are very, very bad um, and um, or they're going through an unwanted divorce or they're trying to heal from a divorce that happened. And so, you know, I'm so grateful that God has taken the ashes of my life and has, has brought new life for me to then help, uh, help others. And, you know, and he's uh, prepared me with an equipping in, in a broad, holistic area in psychology and, and uh, spiritual direction, healing ministry, and communication, and so many more things. Mm. And so... I bring a spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, and parental approach, a whole person approach, as you would say, in the theology of the body. And so the first thing is to try to save a failing marriage if possible. And So hold on a second. So you're saying you yeah. help people discern, do you really need a divorce or can you save this marriage? You help couples exactly. do that? Exactly. Oh, my goodness, that's wonderful. I have over a dozen couples who have saved their marriage from really the the brink of divorce, who came to me very divorce-minded, um, but but were able to get the right help to be able to save their marriage. And some of those who really wanted and worked hard to save their marriage, but could not because the other party wasn't willing, but mm-hmm. they were able to go through a much more amicable divorce, able mm-hmm. to figure out how to co-parent um, oh. amicably, and how to heal themselves, avoid mistakes, and help to heal their children. Mm. And then you have people who have already divorced, they're stuck, they're in pain. This has already happened to them, the car accident already occurred. And to help heal the wounds mm-hmm. and release them, you know, from, from that pain. Um, and so to answer your question, I created, uh, I mean, I do one-on-one coaching okay. uh, with people on these mm-hmm. areas, but it's not enough. I created a, a program called Build a New Life Workshop. It's a Catholic divorce support and healing program. And uh, what is it? It's 12 weeks. It's virtual. It's comprehensive. It's very Catholic from the perspective of the Catholic Church, and it is vetted, reviewed, and approved by several dioceses to make sure that, you know, everything is is correct. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very compassionate, healing, and and effective. And so Mm -hmm. it is for 
those before, during, or after divorce. Wait, hold on a second. I have a question. So you had said that you you have like a, a, a coaching that includes psychological, spiritual, emotional, mental uh, coaching for yes. people discerning if they should have a divorce or not. And then you said you have yes. a workshop, Building a New Life, that's going to start in January. That's 12 weeks online. But would yes. But the Building a New Life, is that after you've decided that you do need a divorce or you have had a divorce and the other one is to see if you need one or do they overlap? No. So, uh, so coaching could be before, during, or after. Okay. Build a new life workshop is for all three categories. Oh, as well. okay. As couples oh, okay. In the workshop. Okay, so they could be building a new life in the marriage or building a new life outside the marriage. Got it. Okay. Exactly. And okay. That's why oh, wow. Build a new life because they can't stay in the marriage they've been in. They're oh, oh wow. A new marriage. New. Oh, my goodness. A new life in Christ. Okay. Wherever we are. So the hope is to save it. But we, what we want to save is we, we want to save the marriage. We want to save the children. We want to save their heart. And we certainly want to save their relationship with God and with the church. Because mm. that is often seriously compromised, you know, during mm. the process. Yes, yes. So many people leave the church after a divorce because they're either mad at God or they think they're expelled, um, you know, to yeah, save their faith. They feel rejected. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many myths and misconceptions. And so that's one of the things we do is we clear up all those myths. We, we talk about our identity, our true identity as a beloved son or daughter of the Father and, and our identity and, and our, our place. Who is God? How do we know? What do we know about God and what he's like? And so when we understand that solidly, then mm. we understand so much of the pain just falls away. Because oh. most of the pain is from, uh, or maybe not most, but much of the pain is from identity lies. Things mm. that we believe, distortions are lies that we believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm no good. God is angry with me. He rejects me. The church rejects me. Mm-hmm. That all creates Those are lies from the evil one. Yeah. That existential pain that nothing else can solve. So you're saying that you have two things. You have one, a private coaching for couples discerning if they can save their marriage or not. And then you have this build a new life workshop that can build a new life in the marriage, build a new marriage. If the one that you're in is crumbling, you can build with the same two people, rebuild a marriage in Christ using Catholic principles as well as psychology and emotional healing, uh, spiritual healing. And so this workshop, so they could call you now even if they wanted private coaching. And then to get exactly. to be participating in this Build a New Life workshop that starts in January, tell us how they would sign up for that and how they would reach you. Because I know it's unfortunate, yes. but we have many yes. divorced people in our listening audience. As you know, many, many yes. Catholics yes. Are, are divorced. I love so. you all, really. Mm. So my website is aboundingjoyministry.com. And uh, within that website, uh, aboundingjoyministry.com forward slash events, or if you just go to the events page, you will see um, a little invitation video from me, and you'll see uh, all the information, and that's where you can register. And there's an early bird discount until December 22nd, a 50% discount 
I extended, and the workshop is starting January 18th. And anybody who has questions about it can jump on a call with me, and I'll answer all your questions. If you want help um, getting questions answers to discern whether Build a New Life Workshop is something is that for is you. appropriate for you at your particular situation. Wonderful. Well, I'm thinking of people that I know suffering um, pending divorce or during a divorce or after divorce. The last place they would look would be a website called Abounding Joy Ministry because they're suffering, they're in pain. Like, how could this be Abounding Joy? So you're taking them yes. to that place of resurrection, that place of transformation exactly. where Jesus Christ wants That's them right. to be and uh, but to, right. to work them through all that pain. So the workshop starts January 18th, but by December 22nd, if they sign up by then, they get 50% off. And in the meantime, they can contact you if they just want to chat a little bit on the phone and talk about or Zoom or something to to find out if uh, if this workshop is right for them or if they want some Mm -hmm. private coaching to discern, can we save this marriage or need we move ahead to divorce? And I was thinking as you were speaking. And the coaching, Colleen, the coaching, Colleen, is, um, is to discern, but also... To, for guidance to walk through um, and after divorce also. And sometimes they even help with uh, with what, helping them walk through an annulment process, if that's appropriate. Mm. So it's really that, that whole range. And one other comment I just wanted to make is that I know there are a lot of people who say, oh, uh, well, I would love to save my marriage, but my spouse is not in. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I've had people who have come, and I have helped them save a marriage, even with an initially unwilling spouse. Um, there's mm-hmm. an invitation process. It doesn't always work. But usually either they, uh, they can save their marriage or they can move into a much more effective and amicable co-parenting relationship that they never would have had without the work that the one spouse was putting in. Mm, beautiful. And I was thinking of how the Holy Spirit has blessed you and gifted you, how he can ter- take the pain of your own life and turn it into a beautiful ministry that helps other people. And that's only by the grace of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that you're able to do that. So I thank you for offering this. And, uh, and I'm going to encourage our listeners that are struggling with a potential divorce or trying to save a marriage or in the middle of a divorce or um, are already divorced to go to Lynn's web, Carolyn's website at AboundingJoyMinistry.com, a person who's developed through the understanding of the theology of the body and the psychology and the spiritual healing, how we can help people build a new life, whether it's in the marriage or save their faith after divorce instead of sending them away angry because of the difficulties of life. So um, I want to thank you. Is there any last things you want to say besides telling them the website yeah. again? Yes. I know that we, we know from Scripture that God has the tenderest heart for those who are in pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. And so I would just encourage you, if you're in that place of pain, to see the face of our Lord looking at you with deep love and compassion. And you do not need to walk alone. God has uh, the tenderest love, and I know that he has in, equipped me and, and others to minister to this because he doesn't want you to walk in that pain. So um, even if it's a, a call with me, there's no charge or anything, I'll give you the help that I can in a call. And reach out, um, connect with me on at aboundingjoyministry.com. 
and uh, go to the events page. Um, well, there's a lot of pages there, so, uh, but I would just encourage you to get in, in touch. God loves you, and there is help available. Oh, thank you so much, Lynn. I appreciate you letting our listeners know about that, and I'll try to post that on my Facebook fan page as well. For anybody that's on Facebook, um, or um, if people want to, if they forget and they want to email me, um, you can do that. Also, if people want to um, Hear this again. Uh, you can go to AveMariaRadio.net in the archives a couple hours after the show is over and, and hear Lynn speak to you again about her beautiful ministry, AboundingJoyMinistry.com. Thanks so much for being on the show, Lynn. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Colleen. God bless you. Okay. All right. Time for our break. We'll be back with your calls, 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK, for free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Be back in a moment. Unveiling the Covenant is the newest program from Ave Maria Radio. What is a covenant? It's a vowed exchange of lives which results in an unbreakable family bond. Throughout Scripture, God seeks to espouse all mankind to Himself in an unbreakable covenant bond. His covenantal love is a free gift, but it necessitates a response from us. We are free to accept or reject it. Let's learn what this means as we unveil the covenants. Saturday mornings at 11 and Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcha. Good discipline is an important part of raising healthy, happy, godly kids. But it can be hard to know what good discipline really looks like. St. John Bosco developed an approach to child-rearing we call discipleship discipline. Discipleship discipline helps kids understand the good intentions behind their bad behaviors and gives them opportunities to learn and practice meeting those intentions in more virtuous, effective ways. Discipleship discipline helps kids come to see their parents as loving mentors who can help them meet all their needs in healthy, godly ways. That's one reason that discipleship discipline is such an important part of the liturgy of domestic church life. To discover more ways your family can celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life, check out the newest editions of Parenting with Grace and visit CatholicCounselors.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me Family Man. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com. This week on Christ is the Answer, Father John talks about confession. It's not exactly fun to confess your sins, but the spiritual healing that comes because of it is undeniable. Three acts are always required to receive God's forgiveness, contrition, confession, and satisfaction. But what do these all entail? Join us this week as Father John shows us why God invites us to reconciliation, as well as seeing the image of God in our fellow man. Tune in for Christ is the Answer, Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mass, your host today and each week here on Mass Appeal that's produced by Ave Maria Radio. If you want to hear the show again or 
play it for someone else, you can always go to AveMariaRadio.net under my name, Mass Appeal, Colleen Mass, and go to the archives there, and they will post this show a couple hours after it's broadcast live, and you can listen to it again or download it as a podcast. And then for those of you that said, I was driving and couldn't write that down, but you need help from Carolyn Clicka, the website is Abounding Joy Ministry, A-B-O-U-N-D-I-N-G. J-O-Y, AboundingJoyMinistry.com. And if you want to sign up for her January 18th starting workshop, which you get a discount for by December 22nd, you go to events, AboundingJoyMinistry.com, events. She can also speak with you and just maybe see if you just want some coaching to help see if you can save that marriage from the start. And then also quickly, I mentioned a, a new book from Ignatius Press for people like me whose parents were divorced and about adult children of divorce needing support and healing as you're trying to carry on with your life. Um, And that is a book called Life-Giving Wounds, a Catholic Guide for Healing for Adult Children of Divorce and Separation from Ignatius Press. So a couple good references there for the pain of the cultural phenomenon of our lack of capacity to love forever or lack of virtue for people that have don't have the capacity to love and how do we grow in those you give us a call with your question or personal problem the number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825 877-5-PEP talk our next caller is joanne from michigan welcome to the show joanne you're on the air now Oh, hi, Colleen. Oh, I want to thank you for all you do for God and for our church. And you are indeed a warrior in God, God's army. And what I'm calling about today is two weeks ago, I relate to this. I'm an, an all-Catholic and a senior citizen and an advocate lover. And a senior lady called in or a lady called in about having to deal with the question of what to do with her beloved 21-year-old cat that was crying. Yeah, I remember that call. (laughs) Yeah. Well, apparently it was in pain. So I want to share about four or five points, because I've had to do this four times. Oh, my. Very responsible pet lover. They gave me a lot of joy. But usually God calls them home just like he does us humans. Mm -hmm. So what I want to encourage her to do if she hasn't taken care of this already, because it is very, you know, it's very difficult to lose a loved one, animal or Mm -hmm. human, is just do do get it to a vet because your vet will be up front with you. Your vet will tell you this is a time. Uh, um, and the, the main thing is you do not want to mar your beautiful life and memory with that beloved pet by keeping it in pain. Ah, because, okay. Because, you know, that's the thing. There's That's the point where the love of the pet becomes bigger than your concern for company. So that's ah. my first recommendation. Get, get okay. your kitty to the vet. And, you know, God will give you the grace to deal with it. And the euthanasia, the, the second recommendation to, to help with this process, if you can get a dear friend to go with you when the vet says, well, it's possible we may have to euthanize your dear mm-hmm. pet because it's too ill to help. Mm-hmm. But it definitely if it's in pain, even if, if there's something that they can treat, you don't want to put it at that age do massive surgeries. Just like a human, a human with multiple medical conditions, very elderly, 
Well, you know, sometimes the choice is to let them go home to God because the surgery would kill them. Yeah. And the pain would kill them. Mm-hmm. So then the, the, the third thing is, you know, is assuming to get through that. It's, it's very difficult, and I lost a beloved pet in August that was unexpected. I got them to the emergency vet, and, and it was getting older, but it was younger than, than her beloved pet. And this one was very special. It was almost feral. It was in the shelter 10 years, and I had it for four years and trained it. It was all, totally almost lost to me, so it was a great loss to lose this beloved pet. Mm-hmm. But the thing to do next is, if possible, depending on her, her financial situation, if she is able to do, do to afford it or even maybe make a little payment, you can have your beloved pet cremated. Oh. And I have all four of my cats cremated because I've, I've been a, a cat owner 33 years. Hmm. And okay, can you mention those last two points while the music is playing here? Okay. Uh, yeah, and I am praying for her. I want her to know. Okay. All, you know, all the seniors and all everybody that's lost a beloved pet, you know, especially at the holidays because it's, it's like oh, yes. losing a family member. Yes. So let her know that the other pet lovers and you're listening. Okay. Welcome to a St. Nicholas Minute. Why do people call St. Nicholas Santa Claus anyway? Well, the people of Holland have always had a special fondness for St. Nicholas, or Santa Claus as they call me. In fact, to this very day, I still arrive to deliver gifts on St. Nicholas Eve, that's December 5th, dressed as a Roman Rite bishop and riding my white horse, Amerigo. Anyway, in the 16th century, when Dutch settlers came to the New World, they brought their Santa Claus tradition with them to a place called New Amsterdam. That's modern New York City. And so, when the English-speaking settlers arrived, they began to mispronounce my Dutch name of Santa Claus, which means, of course, St. Nicholas, and they began to call me Santa Claus. So Santa Claus really means St. Nicholas. But no matter what I'm called by name, my spirit is still the same. I'm filled with the joy that flows from the Christmas proclamation, Christ is born, glorify him. (laughs) What do the revealed events of Jesus' infancy signify? According to the Catholic Catechism, Jesus' circumcision signals his incorporation into the people of the covenant, Abraham's descendants. The Epiphany portrays Jesus as the Messiah, the Savior of all people. The Magi arriving from different lands indicate that the gospel will spread to all peoples, but that they must turn toward the Jews and the messianic message contained in the Old Testament. The presentation in the temple reveals Jesus to be the firstborn son who belongs to the Lord. Simeon's prediction of a sword that will pierce Mary's heart is a prophecy of the oblation of the cross. The flight into Egypt and the slaughter of the innocents displays the opposition of darkness to the light. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. You're listening to Ave Maria Radio. Ave Maria Radio. Welcome to Mass.
Craft Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, your hostess today. I'm an author, a speaker, and a life coach, a mother, and a wife, here to help you each week with your personal problems as you're trying to live out your faith. We spoke today about our real needs for Christmas. Some families don't need to exchange gifts. They need to exchange apologies, settle old disputes, make peace, forgive, and seek healing. That would truly be a blessed Christmas for all of you. So think about relationships you can mend in these next ten days. Well, nine days actually left as we try to bring Jesus into the world this Christmas. Our next caller is David from Ohio. A little bit about forgiveness. Welcome to the show, David. You're on the air now. Yes, I enjoyed that uh, that that little thing about uh, forgiveness. Oh, but, you know, the story of the builder. Of, of the builder, yeah. Okay, but yeah, yes, it reminds me of Jesus saying that he's he's the gate. You know, in the scripture, I forgot I forgot what scripture it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he he said he's the king, you know. Wonderful. So that's the story. Did you have a relationship that you were trying to rebuild this Christmas, or you already have one that's rebuilt? Well, um, actually, I, I going back. I think I have relationships that I have uh, already restored, but I'm also um, I'm also um, trying to uh, figure out how, how to. Um, uh, how how to uh, well first of all first one would be how to overcome uh, habitual sins mm-hmm. and how to overcome people who who who, who love to control us. Mm, very good. All right, that sounds like a, a life coaching uh, opportunity there uh, because oh, a lot of people, okay. if you want to sign up for a life coaching session, we can learn about um, limits and boundaries and neuroplasticity, how our brains, how God created our brains that through the resurrection and through the healing of Jesus Christ, we can, and okay. new habits, we can literally change our old habits in a couple weeks okay. just because we're used to this default position that goes to one place unconsciously or subconsciously. It might be that negative thought or thinking we're a loser, things we talked about with Lynn about the, the, the bad thoughts that are bad habits. Uh-huh. And you can change by uh-huh. your actions. You can rewire your brain and create new neurological pathways to change habits. So check out my website if you'd like some life coaching. The website is respectforyou.com and you can overcome uh-huh. habitual sins by the great of God, starting with a good confession and then with some new habits. So glad you brought that up. And I'm glad you like that story on forgiveness. For those that just were passing through the stations, a story that um, David mentioned was a story I read earlier in the show about two brothers that farmed together well for 40 years, and then they had a big spat and some angry words, and they had a carpenter come in that built a bridge for them instead of uh, a fence between them. So we're talking about building bridges between people and letting them see our love, our mercy, and our forgiveness. So thanks for bringing that up, David. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. 
You give us a call, too, with your question or personal problem or maybe a wonderful Christmas gift idea as we're doing some last-minute shopping this week. Uh, the Christmas gift list anybody can afford. I remember uh, two weeks ago I got to number seven on the gift anyone can afford, and maybe today we can finish eight, nine, and ten. But we want to go to Mary from Ohio listening on Sacred Heart Radio next. And uh, you're on the air now, Mary. Would you have a question or a comment? Yes, my uh, comment is a couple weeks ago I was putting up my Christmas decorations and putting up my crib theme, and all of a sudden the thought occurred to me about, you know, how many people forget Jesus at Christmas. Mm, yes. And they take him out of it. And my birthday is in December, and I thought, you know, I would feel really upset if somebody forgot my birthday. And I was praying my novena to the Miraculous Medal, of the Miraculous Medal to Our Lady, and, she, and it seems like she pointed out to me that every year she cries because everyone forgets her son. Oh. So I thought, you know, it, it would be nice, I mean, because that, my kids aren't good at remembering my birthday. And I get hurt every year. And I, and I was praying to her saying, you know, please, um, I just don't want to feel um, sorry for myself or anything else. I said, but, you know, and then she pointed out that, you know, Jesus is hurt every Christmas because people take him out of Christmas. So I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody just sent you a birthday card for ah. Christmas through the mail? And, and what, a, what a phenomenon it would be if the post office would yes. report this to the need. Do they really? The letters are pouring in. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's addressed to Jesus Christ. In heaven, and I would put on the outside of the envelope. Even though the world forgot you, I've not forgotten you. Oh. I thought it would be a good idea to do that for Christmas because in the movie, if you remember the movie on uh, the Miracle on 34th Street, mm-hmm. they want to prove that, that, that Santa Claus uh, existed. So mm-hmm. their proof was all these letters that were sent to Santa Claus. Oh, oh that gave me goosebumps. Yeah, so I thought, what, what would happen if we did that? Because every year they point out the letters that are going to Santa Claus, at least in, at least in my city, the news media picks it up. But what would happen if everybody just addressed a birthday card to Jesus, put it through the mail, and waited to hear about it on the news? Oh, my goodness. I think that is a wonderful idea. Because where would they deliver them? To the Catholic Church or, you know, to a basket well, somewhere? I'm sure the great messenger, <laughs> St. Gabriel, would pick them up, take them to the great throne room, and there would be Jesus sitting on the throne. Oh, my goodness. Them. All right. Let's start that trend, Mary. Send a birthday card to Jesus through the post office and see what the post office does with it. How beautiful. Thank you so much for that idea. That gives us hope okay. and encouragement. It could be a little bit fun for this week. All right. Thanks for the Thanks call. Well. All right, Merry God Christmas. Okay, Thank you. Same to you. Bye bye. Okay, Phyllis from Nebraska calls. Repeat the name of the love book um, that I give to little kids for Christmas and the author's last name. I mentioned two books by the same author. Yes, that was the love book. It's a little cute little book by Anthony De Stefano, D E, and then capital S T E. S-A-N-O, Anthony Stefano, The Love Book. And the other book that I absolutely love from him that you can give to kids for adults to read to them and the adults will learn so much is called I Just Can't Take It Anymore. And this is for people learning how to manage stress. And again, the book looks secular. It looks cute. It's got little kids' funny pictures of every little face picture of a little baby or a toddler like when, you know, they're jealous or when they're brave and things like that but um but they're for adults and kids both so the love book 
by Anthony DeStefano, D-E-S-T-A-F-A-N-O, The Love Book. And the other one is called I Just Can't Take It Anymore. And you can get those on Amazon. I know that Anthony DeStefano, when we ask him, he even uh, prefers that you get them through Amazon. And some of his other books, like The 30 Days to Your New Life, that's a grown-up book with a couple hundred pages. That's one of Anthony DeStefano's books, 30 Days to Your New Life. That's available through Sophia Institute Press as well so yeah those little cute picture books that i could read every day and it helps me through life the love book or i just can't take it anymore by anthony de stefano great christmas present books <laughs> give us a call with your question or personal problem there are lines open waiting to hear from you at 877-573-7825 pep talk and we'll be back with your calls in just a moment This Christmas, give meaningful gifts that will keep on giving for family and friends who need or want more of Jesus in their life. Our Lady of Grace Bookstore has a terrific selection of gifts for all ages, including featured items for children and young adults. Pre-shop for ideas at OurLadyOfGraceBookstore.com. Our Lady of Grace Bookstore is located in Ann Arbor at US 23 and M14 inside Domino's Farms Office Park at Lobby C. Visit OurLadyOfGraceBookstore.com for hours and directions. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio weekdays on Ave Maria Radio. Now, we don't worship Mary. She's the queen of all saints. She is the mother of God, the Theotokos, the God-bearer. But she does have a direct connection with Jesus. She's always pointing us to Jesus. She works together with the Lord in terms of turning people over to him and directing. Like you, you have a problem, you go to your mom. Your mom's going to give you advice. What does our, our mother Mary tell us? Go to Jesus, pray the rosary, go to Mass, receive the sacraments, go to confession. Go to my son, go to my son, go to my son. She's not talking all about her. She's talking about her son. And this is in all the approved apparitions. On the cross, Jesus gave Mary to St. John, Son, behold your mother, mother, behold your son. Now, aren't we supposed to emulate Christ and follow in the footsteps of his great apostles, such as the great St. John? And if John took Mary into his home and took care of her, then what are we supposed to do? Catholic Connection with Teresa Tanya, weekday mornings from 8 to 10 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. Ever thought you'd make a bundle by trading in or selling your used vehicle only to find out it's worth a dinner for two? Well, it's much more valuable to donate your vehicle to Ave Maria Radio. Thousands of Americans donate their vehicle each year. The donation to Ave Maria is easy, tax-deductible, and supports our efforts to evangelize. A year from now, will you remember that dinner or your gracious and selfless donation? Go to AveMariaRadio.net to find out more. That's AveMariaRadio.net. to Mass Appeal, a Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, life coach, author, speaker. You can learn more about my work at my website, respectforyou.com. Respect the number four and the letter U, kind of abbreviated there, dot com. And I mentioned still working on that Christmas gift list everyone, anyone can afford. I still have that list. Maybe we'll get to it next week. Nine Christmas extras you don't 
need and the five best toys of all times. But the Christmas gift anyone can afford. We talked about the first eight of them two weeks ago. Hopefully we have time for these next three right now. So the, the first eight that we already discussed were the gift of listening, the gift of signs of affection, the gift of a note. And I actually was thinking of that like besides giving them a book, I could just write a love note to each person and, and put it in an envelope and wrap it up. And that's going to be time that they're going to hear about my love for them. Number four is the gift of laughter. So either a, a clip, a joke, copy a riddle, call them every Monday night and tell them a funny story and then write a coupon that says I love to laugh with you and give them a gift of laughter, especially those people that are temperamentally a little bit cranky. Give them that gift of laughter. Number five is the gift of a game. Give them a coupon that says I will play this game for you once a month or I'll play this game with you online, whether it's, you know, golf or checkers or I can't play that on golf online, but um, you can play several things together. So playing together, the gift of a game was number five. Number six was the gift of doing a favor for people that are on your list, like, you know, typing up, uh, you know, helping them with their computer or typing up a letter or doing the dishes for them or cleaning out the basement or shoveling snow, going to the store during a gift of doing a favor, give them coupons for that for however frequently you want to do it. And uh, seven was the gift of a cheerful disposition for those of you with that melancholic uh, temperament that um, have a tendency to be uh, more critical and quiet and um, not cheerful. You could give a gift of cheerfulness and just say, here's a coupon. Anytime you see I'm not cheerful, I will... I will uh, be cheerful, or you can cheer other people up, you know, with no pessimism. So the gift of cheerful disposition. And now I'm 8, 9, and 10. We're ready for the um, number 8, the gift of being left alone. Sometimes in your life, you want nothing better than to be left alone. And sometimes we have to be sensitive, whether it's our spouse or, or one of our teenagers, you know, Maybe they just want the gift of solitude or privacy. And so give them a do not disturb sign and just say, oh, I know I'm so talkative and, you know, trying to always cheer you up. Put this sign out for this year, my Christmas gift. Anytime you want to be left alone, just hold up this sign and I'll give you some quiet time. So that would be a fun gift, the gift of being left alone. Or maybe um, if you're if you have a bunch of kids that are uh, just really demanding on your wife, your husbands can give her a, a night off. Like go a night out with the girls, or here's a night in a hotel to sleep with no babies in your bed, and you can go to the toilet by yourself. So maybe give your wife a, a coupon for a. A night in a hotel to just sleep by yourself or watch whatever she wants on TV and have whatever she wants for dinner and come back the next morning at checkout time. The gift of being left alone. Nine of a gift list anyone can afford is the gift of a a compliment. So pay your loved ones compliment. A simple, you look good in blue, I like your hair that way, or good supper, honey. You know, you don't know how people feel if they're, they're feeling like they're being taken for granted. And uh, if you just gave them a coupon for a compliment or you just promised, even without a coupon, just say, I will compliment you every week or every night. And then you make that a habit of affirming and complimenting them. And number 10 was the gift of a prayer. So of the Christmas gift anyone can afford, don't forget the most immaterial, supernatural, valuable gift we can give is the gift of prayer. Pray for all the people on your Christmas shopping list. Let them know you pray for them. Because praying for someone is another way of saying, you are so special to me that I talk to God about you. 
So prayers, you can offer a mass for someone, you can offer them a spiritual bouquet. So that gift of prayer might be a a wonderful, phenomenal gift that's a supernatural gift. So that, we finally finished now, two weeks later, the Christmas gift list anyone can afford. And again, I think I posted that on my Facebook fan page a couple years ago. I'll try to post it again there and on my website. Anyone can afford. Write this down. Write myself notes. Gift list anyone can afford. Post it after the show, but there are some ideas for you. Okay, our next caller. I did finish that list now. The next caller is Louise from Ohio. Welcome to the show, Louise. You are on the air now. What's your question? Oh, I, I want to give you a little bit of background. It might be pretty long, but I will. <laughs> okay, uh, up until about four years ago, our family was just great. Got together, just lay up fun, everything. Uh, but then one of our granddaughters got married to another girl. Her Catholic parents gave her reception. Most of my children attended. My husband and I did not, and one daughter did not. We could not condone that. So this youngest daughter does not attend some of the family get-togethers because she still has young children. Well, that was four years ago. The youngest is 10, but um, and even this granddaughter who married her girlfriend um she's a godmother to one of her children oh my yes um but i'll have to say the granddaughter and her partner are are doing great things they have are fostering two children and they say that these children are thriving and that they should be proud of what they're doing But now another added thing, my granddaughter, with the help of science, got pregnant. So the family had a baby shower for her. I did not attend, but I did send a gift. So now the baby has come, but three months early. So she was only six months pregnant. So the baby is still in the hospital. She's doing okay, but it'll take a while, you know, for her to regain being being a a preemie. Premature baby, right. Yeah. How how do I accept this lifestyle without condoning it? My, My daughter, the mother of this granddaughter, she accepts my decision, but she always says, but we're all sinners. But I, I asked if I could just go to the hospital just to look at the baby through a window. And her reply was that I made my decision to, like, not accept the pregnancy. That was my boundary. Mm-hmm. But they, they now have their boundaries. Ah, oh, I see. Okay. Wow, this is so divisive, and it makes me think of that scripture, when you follow Christ, it's going to pit, you know, mother against son and father against uh, brother and all those kind of things. So, um, and, and I do want to comment on that. We're all sinners as well. <laughs> but it's time for our break, so I'm going to have to respond to this after. But I do want to respond, first of all, to the we're all sinners things. Yes, we're all sinners, but we don't celebrate sin. 
that's the thing. We don't have parties for sin. We don't celebrate sin. We are all sinners, and we are sorry for our sin. We ask Jesus to forgive us of our sin, and we repent and try to do good. We don't celebrate sin. And when Jesus met with sinners, he called them to conversion. He didn't celebrate their sin. So let's talk about Louise's situation. Uh, We're going to go to our break right now, and we will be back to respond to how does a family member um, connect with their family that celebrates sin. We'll be back in just a moment. The Catholic Church teaches that Jesus Christ is literally and wholly present, body and blood, soul and divinity, under the appearances of bread and wine. St. John the Apostle records the John chapter 6 Bread of Life discourse in which Jesus states that his flesh is true food and his blood true drink. Who better to understand John's writings and subsequent teachings than a disciple and student of John, St. Ignatius of Antioch? In his letter to the Smyrnians in 110 A.D., Ignatius writes, I have no taste for corruptible food, nor for the pleasures of this life. I desire the bread of God, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ. And for drink, I desire His blood, which is love incorruptible. The Catholic Church absolutely follows St. John and St. Ignatius in taking Jesus at His word. Examining the truths of the Catholic faith, this is faithforensics.org. Church has a very high view of conscience. It's, I think it was St. John Henry Newman who called conscience the aboriginal vicar of Christ. Catechism reads this way on conscience. The interior voice of a human being within whose heart the inner law of God is inscribed. Moral conscience is a judgment of practical reason about the moral quality of a human action. It moves a person at the appropriate moment to do good and to avoid evil. It offers some suggestions of the Ten Commandments, the moral teachings of Jesus in the Gospels, the moral teachings of St. Paul. All these things are used as a measure of how well we're doing. It is then up to the Catholic to take a look at the teaching of the Church and to see if, in fact, they are in proper communion. The idea that you can dispense with the objective moral teachings of the Church in favor of personalized conscience is lawless and anarchic. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. Welcome back to Master Peel, our last segment here with a very difficult question. This is Colleen Kelly-Mast. You can learn more about my work at my website, respectforyou.com. Respect the number four, the letter U.com. If you need some life coaching, I can be there for you. If you need some gift books or to help people understand the beauty of the Catholic Church teachings on marriage and love and what a marriage really is and how to really love and how chastity and purity help us love even better, uh, you can look at my books, Love Ed, Sex Respect, or Love and Life, A Christian Sexual Morality Guide for Teens, and adults are finding it very helpful, especially converts and reverts. Okay, back to Louise, who um, is in a couple difficult situations. Her uh, granddaughter married another girl, her parents, uh, the parents of the girl gave a reception, and this is so common, I hate to say it's so common 
today, but people are blind to true morality. They don't know what love really is. They don't know what marriage is. And then the people who do not accept the lies are treated as if they are the rejects. Well, first of all, it's impossible for two people of the same sex to get married. I mean, what a marriage is, as we know in the Catholic faith, is a union of two persons that requires to cons- requires us to consummate the marriage. It's not just an emotion. It's not just love. It's not just wanting to build a life together. Um, but the beauty of marriage is that power to create new life that comes out of the marriage act itself that bonds people hormonally, spiritually. It gives them grace and, and this can only, it should only happen in marriage. But the reality of the marriage is that we we stay married with God's grace to protect these children and the, it requires a union of two persons, a consensual union where their opposite reproductive organs unite and that that's what consummates a marriage. So to say somebody got married, when in the eyes of God, they cannot unite their bodies. It's a pseudo-false or F-A-U-X, fox, fake marriage. It's a pretend marriage. And so we don't want to lie, just as we don't want to lie somebody who's really a boy and thinks they're a girl. We don't want to lie along with them. It's not a marriage. So it's the right decision not to attend because it's not really a marriage. And so how do we support that person? Well, we talk to them about the choice that they made and we say that you know that this isn't really a marriage. It's not really consummated. Uh, And we understand as Catholics that it's wrong to mutually masturbate a partner because of... begins to destroy a friendship that could have been a very good friendship when you sexualize that with immoral acts. Now, granted, they might be doing good. They might be fostering children, but they should do that as single people, not as married people. Or do we believe every child has a right to a mother and father? That's how God created us, that we need the masculine and the feminine, a mother and a father, to conceive us and to raise us. So they're doing an injustice to the child. And so if you have a chance to talk to them about that to help them understand the Catholic view instead of them just thinking, oh, Catholics are against this, help them understand that there's a natural law behind the moral law. And this is how God created us. And you want to stand with God. You're not against them, but they're against God and you're standing with God. So yes, we're all sinners, but we do not celebrate sin. We don't have parties for sin. Do you have a masturbation party? No, you shouldn't do that. Right? We don't celebrate lying. We don't celebrate cheating. We don't celebrate that we miss mass on Sunday. We don't celebrate a bank robbery. We do not celebrate sin. And then the child that was scientifically conceived, that's again unfair to the child. Pope John Paul II this should not said this it should not happen in the first place. But I think you're question, Louise, was how can you help her break down that boundary to let her know you support the life, you support the child, you love to see the child, you like to treat it as a grandchild, and just explain to her that the way the child was conceived was inappropriate according to God's natural law and design and the respect for the dignity of the person. And so we see that artificial conception is wrong, but you do want to support the life. So just say, you're welcome to set your boundary to not allow me to see the child, but I would like to love this child or 
grandchild um, that you have and see them and bring them a gift if you would allow me to. I don't accept that you chose to reject the church teachings to respect the dignity of the person and her creation, but I do respect the person themselves. I do respect that child, and I would like you to um, lower that boundary if you can and, and allow me to love that child as a grandchild. So you just can explain that to them and see if they will change the boundary that they have set. Uh, We won't let you see them. Um, But if they set that boundary and say that you still cannot see that grandchild, and then you would just accept the boundary and say, well, I love you. I love this child. I would like to send it a gift and pray for this child as well so it has the best life it can have under the circumstances. So that's some ideas, Louise. God bless you. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. You can check out my website, respectforyou.com. Give us a call next week with your questions or personal problems. Ave Maria Radio and broadcast through the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Copies can be purchased or free downloads can be found at the Ave Maria website, AveMariaRadio.net. If you have a comment or question for Colleen, write to Colleen at AveMariaRadio.net or Mass Appeal at AveMariaRadio.net. And listen for Mass Appeal Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 Eastern Time for free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. The doctor is in on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here of The Doctor Is In. You've heard of the incredible shrinking man. I am the incredible man 